Hi, this is Cameron. And I'm Jorge Luis. And today we start a new year. Welcome to 2023. Let's hear all the stories and let's start now. Hopecast. Learning about the life and mission of education equals hope. And welcome to the Education Was Hope Hopecast. I'm Cameron Graham Vivanco. And I'm Jorge Luis Rodriguez. I have the privilege of co-founding Education with Hope and directing the program here in Ecuador. And I am the coordinator of teams and training for Equals H in Ecuador as well. As you know, Education Will's Hope exists to provide for the education of those in desperate and difficult situations. And our goal and hope for this podcast is to keep you, our dear listeners, supporters, and friends all over the world and partners in ministry informed as to what is happening here in Ecuador with our ministry. Because we cannot, could not, should not <laughs> do this without you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Wherever thank you. you are around the world, thank you for supporting us with your prayers, um, with your financial resources, with coming to visit. Um, and as we launch 2023, Ooh. welcome to the new year. Um, we are thrilled just to share some of the stories of the students that we get to work with. Yep, it is a privilege and a blessing for us to be able to see firsthand what God is doing in this young people's lives, right? <laughs> here, here. Um, there are child protection laws here in Ecuador, mm -hmm. and we are intentionally changing the names of these students. If you've been here, it's very possible that you've met some of them, um, but we will change their names here. We'll talk about the ministry sites that they come from. Mm -hmm. So um, for those of you who have been here, maybe a couple times, don't rack your brain too hard trying to figure out who we're, who we're talking about. When you're here and in person and you get to meet them personally, there's no problem with you knowing their name, but we don't want to put their name out on the World Wide Web um, for for all sorts of reasons. Mm -hmm. So, but we're going to start with a sweet girl named Jessica mm -hmm. from Cristo Librador. So many of our listeners have been in relationship with Cristo yes. for a long time. Um, and we collect stories mm -hmm. uh, from ministry sites every month. Mm -hmm. It's part of um, when they, when they are handing in their receipts, they also share with us um, just the reality of students and their program. Mm -hmm. um, and that's something that we've started in the last couple of years because it used to be we knew every single child right. in the right, program right, right. and we had personal relationship with them. <laughs> and very happily, the program has grown and very happily, I can't know personally these 600 kids and everything else that I'm doing. So it feels a little... Uh, it's an ampersand. It's a both and. It is exciting that there's so many students in the program, and it's a little bit sad that I don't know them all. <laughs> I know. Because I like relationships. <laughs> anyway, okay, so back to Jessica. She's 17 years old, and um, this last year, she graduated from high school. Yay! She's part of the, she's been a part of the um, Equals H program for many years. Um, her family describes her as a responsible young woman and has always worked hard in school. Her grades and evaluations from teachers are evident of that. She has two brothers that she has never met because they live with her father in another city. And when she was born, her father rejected her because she was a female. Whether that was true or that is how it feels in her life, um, regardless, that's the reality that her father rejected her. And because of physical and psychological abuse, her mother decided to leave um, her father. 
but the father would not allow the mom to take the sons with her. So Jessica has grown up as an only child living with her mom and her grandmother and her uncle. During the pandemic, her grandmother passed away from a heart condition, and this left the family with fewer resources since her grandmother had been working as a scavenger, collecting cardboard bottles to recy- cardboard and bottles to recycle. Um, here, there's not an official recycling system, and we've talked about this many times, how people will scavenge through garbage for cardboard and plastic and ba- bottles. Those are the main ones, but also any sort of metal and it all depends on what um, what's being bought by the recyclers at the time. So even that $80 a month uh, that her grandmother was able to, to collect was missed greatly. Um, Jessica began to work as a nanny or a babysitter um, uh, around trying to help uh, bring money into the family. And she continued to study as she could. Um, attending some classes online and other times asking classmates to help her get the assignments to complete. That part is during the pandemic, right? So mm-hmm. um, she did not have internet in her home and she would come to the church um, to do her studies there. Um, as she was so very thankful um, that the the scholarship program allowed for the internet and computers at the church. But because it's dangerous to be out at night, and that's mm-hmm. something I miss in the United States. I love it when we get back to the States and we can walk around after dark. <laughs> it's like, woohoo! Because you, you just don't do that in, no. in urban settings, period. And yeah. keto just happens to be an urban right, setting. Right, right. Um, at least uh, a lot of urban cities around the world, you, it's not safe to be out at night. And her neighborhood, definitely. So um, uh, her part of her E equals H scholarship was um, getting internet on her phone so that she could um, continue to do her work. Um, her grades never suffered, and she was able to graduate on time, which is just a miracle. Um, her now, her family now lives in an apartment that is inside um, a building that has been uh, gifted to the church. So they are taking care of that building mm-hmm. so that um, it is not robbed. And, and she was able to um, work hard feel the community and the love of the people around at Cristo and graduate from high school. Mm. So Jessica is one of the success stories um, (laughs) that we have and just want to celebrate her and celebrate all the people who helped make her life um, education possible. That's really cool. Well, I'm going to share about the story um, of our friend Francisco from Casa Gabriel, the ministry um, that we've talked about before. This is a ministry that is um, an intentional house of discipleship um, for young young men that have come out of vulnerable situations or risk situations. Um, Francisco is 19 years old. He's the youngest boy in his family and the fifth of seven children. His father died and his mom, a widow, has done the best she could raising her children on her own. Um, she was able to provide for the education of the older children, but could not fund, uh, fund the needs for Francisco and his younger sister, who is 13 years old. Francisco uh, belonged to another ministry of Youth World that is called La Roca. I don't know if we have co- um, talked about this in the podcast yet, but La Roca mm-hmm. is a skates ministry, it's a skates mm-hmm. church, a skaters church, mm-hmm. right? And he has been there for kind of a long time. People knew him there. And something that is very important to say is that Francisco has this will, a strong will of doing things better in his life. Mm 
mm-hmm. not just for his own, but also for his family. Mm-hmm. Even though he is the youngest boy, he has like this sense of, I want to provide for my mom. I want to cover my mom, protect her. And I want to protect my little sister too. Mm-hmm. So what I, what we have seen in him is that he, whatever he has to do in order to improve his life, he will do it. He came to mm-hmm. La Roca people and told them, I need to grow. I want to grow in my relationship with God, but I don't know how to do that. I need to stay away from some things around me that are hurting me and my relationship with God. And and they are going to damage my future. So people from La Roca said, okay, let's connect you to Casa Gabriel. Mm -hmm. So practically he came to Casa Gabriel because he wanted it. Wow. He came to the door and say, I belong to La Roca. I need help. Please help me. Um, and with all the opportunities, when, when some boys come to the, um, to the house of Casa Gabriel, they encounter a struggle because they have rules. They have goals to achieve. They have different things they have to do, right? And, and sometimes for them, it's something very hard to understand. Walter just did everything he was asked for. Like, you have to look for a school. You have to study, you have to work, you have to, we will help you to find this, we will help you to do this. And he was just showing a great will and a great heart, like a very courageous heart to, to do whatever he needed to because he knew he, he will grow from it. And that's just a very powerful story of someone that 19 years old and still wants to do something for his own life and others. So passionate for. Yes. For and he's very, very, thing. very thankful with Equals Age and everything that that we're able to support and, and provide for him. So. And I just have to give a shout out to anyone who maybe has eaten his food. He is, yes, he he's cooks all chef. the time for Casa Gabriel and we get to um, take uh, part in that periodically. And wow, yep. great sesson. He's amazing. And cooking is one of the other activities that he's finding. So maybe he has a feature there too. The third story we want to share today is about a sweet little girl named Emily. Um, and she is at Carmen Bajo, which, of course, is where Education Will's Hope started with Pastor Fabian. Um, and I, oh, I just wish you could see this little picture <laughs> of her. She's standing in a shoe store, and she has these tiny little shoes because she's only five. She has these tiny little shoes in her hand, and she is so happy. Um, she's Again, she's five. She's, in, she's a kindergarten student, and her mom is part of the community and staff at Carmen Bajo working in the school that is there. Um, and that's how she was connected to Equals Age. Um, even e- even though she's working at the church, they still don't make, <laughs> make enough. Um, sadly, that's just the reality of the budget there. But something is better than nothing. Um, and, and she has a great relationship with both of her parents who are still together. They just uh, have a really hard time making ends meet. Um, one of her favorite activities actually is to spend time with her parents on the weekends. Um, the Equals H scholarship <clears throat> helped her purchase her school supplies this year, this past, well, this year that we're in, um, and including the pair of shoes that she's holding in her hand. And in Ecuador, the uniform, um, everyone has to wear black shoes to school. You don't wear tennis shoes to school unless it's specific for your PE time. But your mm-hmm. u- normal uniform, all the girls wear skirts and, and stockings, <laughs> and all the boys wear pants, and you have to have black shoes. And these are like 
black little T-stripe Mary, T-strap Mary Jane shoes, and they're so cute and so she. Her favorite subjects are body movement, APE, <laughs> and one day she dreams of becoming a veterinarian. Mm. And that's one of the gifts that um, our supporters around the world help give to these students is to dream about their future. So much research has been done about the importance yeah. of dreaming. Yeah, many times our students, because from because of where they are coming from, their background, they don't even have the idea of dreaming with something until we um, we find them and, and they are able to learn something else. The next story is about um, our friend Andy from Philadelphia, Nambato. But, uh, Philadelphia is a church. It's a new ministry set for us this year, this past year. And Andy is in third grade and he's eight years old. This is his first year in the scholarship program, and um, his family did not have many resources. And he heard about the Equals H program where the Church of Philadelphia in Ambato walked around his neighborhood, inviting children to their after-school tutoring sessions. At Philadelphia Church, the scholarship funds are directed towards paying the salary of a tutor who helps students meet grade-level standards after classes released from the day. Um, at the beginning of the school year, he could not master his times tables, even when he only is multiplying by two. During the tutoring sessions, they use various games and methods to help him memorize and learn his timetables. I have to say that he didn't like anything that had to do with school before. Mm. Uh, probably because of the pandemic, it, it was hard to learn things from virtual stuff and all that. Um, he just didn't like anything on, about school. And because he had a really hard struggle trying to learn how to multiply and, and to do those things, he was just very resistant to everything. When he came to the tutoring sessions in the church, um, people were able to help him with games and different things. And now he says that his favorite subject in school is math. So that's that's another really incredible story that we can mm. share about a specifically, you know, the academic de development mm -hmm. that we're able to achieve with the ministry sites and these kids. Um, sometimes they are learning by their own. Their parents, these kids are on their own during the day mm -hmm. and their parents are not there to help them with homework or to help them understand something if they didn't at school. So some of them just grow with the fact of, I'm going to go to school because that's what I have to do, but not because I want to or like it mm -hmm. and through yeah. this kind of things these little boys and girls are able to not just learn but also learn to love what they're doing and see a different future there mm. it is incredible that we mm -hmm. get to be a part of this the last one we're going to share i'm not going to use a name at all um, because this is from one of our ministries um the amada's ministry site mm -hmm. we just mm -hmm. did a, a Multiple episodes, um, one with Vero and one talking about the new structure for yes. slavery ministries. But um, one of the children of the woman who is currently in prostitution, and as we talked about, um, many times their families don't know what their moms are doing or what or how desperate they are to make money to help provide for their family. Um, and this is one of those cases. Um, this young man is 20 years old uh, in his last year of high school. At some point, he um, uh, stopped going to school, but has now um, kind of gotten that chutzpah back of mm -hmm. like, I want to do something um, in my life. And he has been able to be a part of a, um, we've been able to help him get into an accelerated program so that he can graduate from high school. Um, 
Uh, his father is sick with cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a younger brother, and his the the whole family um, goes through the streets scavenging. Um, and so, education is kind of the last thing on your mind when you are trying really hard just to survive every day. Mm-hmm. And this is the exact um, the exact reason that we exist is to be right. that stopgap mm-hmm. and that desperate or difficult situation. This is one of those desperate <laughs> situations. Absolutely. And y'all, there's a picture of this family of four and um, you would look at this mom and think, what a sweet, sweet old woman. And to realize what um, she needs to do every day um, to prostitute herself in so that she can care for and put food on the table for her, mm-hmm. her two boys and and her husband yeah, with her. I mean, it's a whole family picture right here. Right. Anyway, um, we support people in desperate situations. We also support people in just difficult yep. situations. You know, you don't have to be the extreme case. Um, life is hard, and it's so much better. It's so much um more accessible when we do life together and we um, support each other. And there's That's not true. a hierarchy of, oh, you're not poor enough to actually help you. Right, right, right. Absolutely. Um, I think one of the things that I, I love the most about our program is the fact of because of their background, some of these people, some of these families, they don't even understand what hope means in their lives. Mm. They don't understand that they can have a future. Um, and they are... You know, as we were talking about Amadas, um, they this is what they know. Mm-hmm. Some of them are mm-hmm. willingly there. Some of them, uh, some of them are not. Mm-hmm. But this is all what they know. Mm-hmm. So just the fact that you open the door and see how there's other possibilities outside, mm-hmm. it's just a huge blessing. I, and that is the difficult and desperate part, mm-hmm. right? That sometimes they are in a situation that that's all what they know. But from outside, what we see is desperate and difficult, right? And mm-hmm. we are able to push them a little bit to see um, God's presence in other kind of situations. And it's just incredible to take their hands and walk through through life because mm-hmm. that's what our ministry sites do, you know, it, walking with them. It is such a gift. As we were have been um, with the Second Chances site recently, as we are planning for the teams that mm-hmm. come um, in just a few weeks, uh, it's just amazing to see that for me, just the heroes of faith, they're the people day in, day out working on the front lines and mm-hmm. in those relationships. And I'm a little bit jealous of the relationships that they get to have, <laughs> um, as, as we've grown and that's fine. This is where God has me and I'm, I'm thrilled to get to be a part of this, but I'm so thrilled for the relationships as well, that they're there and that we get to walk with people in desperate and difficult situations. That's really cool. Thank you everybody who helps makes who helps to make equals age <laughs> possible. Um, if you would like to be a part of it and you're not yet, please go to educationalshope.org. You can find the donate now button. You can designate um, which country you would like to support. Ecuador, Costa Rica, Haiti, Rwanda, Kenya, Uganda. Mm-hmm. We've got a, a few other con- new countries in the mix. We'll um, report on that whenever those things solidify. And just thank you so much for everything you do. We could not be here or do this without you. Thank you for walking with people in desperate and difficult situations. Thank you for listening and for everything you do for us. Bye-bye. See you next time. Thanks for listening to our Hopecast. If you want to join the mission or know more about it, please visit our webpage, www.educationequalshope.org or check our YouTube channel and Instagram with the same name.